Psalm 49, stanzas 2, 3, and 4, the, the very gospel-centered evangelical psalm from the Old Testament that so clearly declares the gospel we celebrate in the Lord's Supper. Psalm 49, stanzas 2, 3, and 4. Let's do that standing if you're able to stand.
promise of assurance that follows from this gospel lives with us. And in order that we might firmly believe that we belong to this covenant of grace, the Lord Jesus Christ, during his last Passover, instituted the Holy Supper, gave the bread and the cup to his disciples in remembrance of him. He taught us to understand that as often as we eat this bread and drink from this cup, we are reminded and assured of his hearty love and faithfulness towards us. It is a sure pledge that he has given his body and shed his blood for us. Otherwise, we would have suffered eternal death. He nourishes and refreshes our hungry and thirsty souls with his crucified body and shed blood to everlasting life. As certainly as this bread is broken before our eyes and this cup is given to us and we eat and drink in remembrance of him. From this institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, we learn that he directs our faith and trust to his perfect sacrifice once offered on the cross. It is the only ground for our salvation. Thereby he has become to our hungry and thirsty souls the true food and drink of life eternal. For by his death he has removed the cause of our eternal hunger and misery, which is sin, and obtained for us the life-giving spirit. And by this spirit who dwells in Christ as the head and in us as his members, we have true communion with him and share in all his riches, life, eternal righteousness, and glory. And by the same spirit, we are also united in true brotherly love as members of one body. For the apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 17, because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. As one bread is baked out of many grains and one wine is pressed out of many grapes, so we all incorporated in Christ by faith are together one body. For the sake of Christ who so exceedingly loved us first, we shall now love one another and shall show this to one another not just in words but also in deeds. Finally, Christ has commanded us to celebrate the Holy Supper until he comes. We receive at his table a foretaste of the abundant joy which he has promised and look forward to the marriage feast of the Lamb when he will drink the wine new with us in the kingdom of the Father. Let us rejoice and give him the glory for the marriage feast of the Lamb is coming. May the almighty heavenly God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ help us in this through his Holy Spirit. Amen. To receive all this, let us now humble ourselves before God in prayer and call upon him in true faith. Merciful God and Father, we thank you that in this supper we cherish the blessed memory of the bitter death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ. Work in our hearts through the Holy Spirit so that we may entrust ourselves more and more to your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that our contrite hearts may be nourished with his true body and blood. Yes, with him who is the only heavenly bread, that we may not live in our sins, but Christ in us and we in him. Let us so truly be partakers of the new and everlasting testament, the covenant of grace that we do not doubt that you will forever be our gracious Father, never more imputing 
to us our sins, but providing us with all things for body and soul as your dear children and heirs. Grant us your grace that we may take up our cross joyfully, deny ourselves, and confess our Savior. Let us in all tribulation await our Lord Jesus Christ, who will come from heaven to change our mortal body to be like his glorious body, and take us to himself forever. Hear us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now profess our Catholic undoubted Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed as it's put to music in hymn one. I invite you all to rise, stand up together if you're able to stand so that we can do so from our hearts in all sincerity, declaring to the world what we believe. Hymn one. Christ, the true heavenly bread, and uh, the true heavenly bread, we must not cling with our hearts to the outward symbols of bread and wine, but lift our hearts on high in heaven, where Christ is, our, as advocate at the right hand of his heavenly Father. Let us not doubt that we shall be nourished and refreshed in our souls with his body and blood through the working of the Holy Spirit as truly as we receive this, the holy bread and drink in remembrance of him. After we sing together hymn 60, stanzas 1, 2, and 3, the elders will distribute the signs and symbols, and we will celebrate communion together. And then to clarify who may take the bread and wine from the trays which the elders will be passing through the congregation, and who should simply pass the trays on, Please note that besides the guests mentioned and read off at the beginning of 
the, the service, only communicant members in good standing of the Emmanuel congregation who have duly examined themselves are now invited to partake of the Lord's Supper. If you're a guest in the midst today, or maybe as a reminder for us all, the bread in the container in the middle is gluten-free, and the colored cups in the center contain juice rather than wine. We'll now sing together hymn 60, stanzas 1, 2, and 3 in preparation for the celebration. the symbol of the body of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Take, eat, remember, and believe that the body of our Lord Jesus Christ was broken for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. take the cup as a symbol of the blood of Christ. The cup of blessing for which we give thanks is the communion of the blood of Christ. Take, drink from it, all of you. Remember and believe that the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ was poured out for the complete forgiveness of all our sins.
taste of the wine and juice is still in our mouth and we're reflecting on the gracious sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hear the word of God from Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. We'll now sing the last two stanzas of hymn 60. Since the Lord has now nourished our souls at his table, let us together praise his holy name. Let everyone say in his heart, and these are the words of Psalm 103, verses 1 to 4 and 8 to 13, 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Therefore my heart and my mouth shall proclaim the praise of the Lord from now on and forevermore. Amen. Let us pray together in thanksgiving prayer. In our prayers, we will also remember the needs of the congregation, specifically Chloe's uh, fathers, Josh Vanderbilt, has a friend named Chloe, and she's coming here regularly to church with uh, Josh. She's here even this morning, and her father had a serious uh, concerns with his heart, with his stent. Uh, it was life-threatening, but the Lord spared his life, and we're very thankful for that. We'll also pray for uh, Stu Loss's uh, sister-in-law, Jessica, the one who's married to Zach. Uh, she fainting spells and had to be brought to the uh, ICU, intensive care unit. We'll also pray for uh, Joel's team leader's husband, and we prayed for him before. He was diagnosed with a, a terminal cancer, Jesse, but there seems to be uh, some hope, and, and there's an operation this week, Thursday. So we'll pray for, for all these families. Merciful God and Father, we thank you that in your boundless mercy, you have given us your only begotten Son as our mediator. We praise you that he is the sacrifice for our sins and our food and drink to life eternal. We thank you that you give us a true faith through which we may share in such great benefits. Through your Son, you have instituted the Holy Supper for the strengthening of our faith. We earnestly ask you, faithful God and Father, that by your Holy Spirit, this celebration may lead to our daily increase in true faith and fellowship with Christ, your beloved Son. We pray, Father, that you will be with our loved ones in different circumstances. We again heard of several uh, beloved friends and family members and associates of this congregation, associated with this congregation and members of it, O Lord, who have had to deal with the, the, the serious concerns that arise from bringing loved ones to, to the hospital and serious situations. We thank you, Father, that you spared uh, Chloe's father 
No, it was quite a serious thing that happened uh, with his heart. We thank you for, for granting him uh, what he needed, the right time that he could also receive the medical care he needed, and that he can be home again now. We pray that you will bless him in his time of recovery. We also pray that you will be with Jessica Loss, uh, now in the ICU. Father, we know that there's some uh, lack of clarity concerning what's causing her serious situation. Father, we pray that you will bless the doctors and nurses with the wisdom, discernment they need to be able to understand and to help uh, Jessica. We pray for her and for Zach and for the, the lost family and all those related uh, to them as well, all friends and families. We ask, Father, that, that in this time of uncertainty we may find our hope and comfort in the rock, you, the foundation of, of all truth and all hope and, yes, life eternal. We ask, Father, that you will also be with uh, Jesse as he has a, a surgery this Thursday, Joel's uh, team leader's husband. We pray that you will uh, be near to him, be with the doctors as they, they seek to remove the, the cancerous tumors with the hope of, of being cancer-free. Lord, we, we know that once uh, we hear a diagnosis like a terminal cancer, we often think it's all over. We, we thank you, Lord, that this opportunity opened up, and we pray that you will bless uh, Jesse and his family and all those uh, whom he uh, associates with and works with in this time. Lord, as we, we look forward, we pray that you will bless us as a congregation, that we may truly live in love and support of one another, encouraging and building each other up. We ask that you will also bless us as a church in, in the, the Federation. We pray for the meeting of the Churches of Classes Alberta on September 12th, that you will also grant Reverend Greg Gerard all that he needs as he, he seeks to give a good testimony of his fitness for for the pulpit in our churches to preach the word. We pray that you will be with him on this day, those who examine him and those who have to make decisions also. We pray for, for wisdom for the delegates. We ask, Father, that you will also bless us as a congregation as we seek to be a, a light in our neighborhood and in this city. And we pray that you will continue to bless the work of the Edmonton Mission Board, that you will grant wisdom and passion and, and understanding of the situation that you will bless Darren Versteg as the one going out and sowing the seed of the gospel, that all his contacts, the many people he, he speaks with and follows up with in so many different settings, Lord, that this may bear fruit, that you will work powerfully in the hearts of everyone who hears the good news through also the work that Darren is doing and those who give support in so many different ways. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you will also bless the conference this weekend, give your blessing on those who are speaking and addressing us, and may it serve to help us to shine more brightly in this dark world. We pray all these things, O Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You now have an opportunity to give your thanksgiving offering to the Lord, and after that we'll sing together uh, hymn 36. Uh, hymn 36 is uh, speaking of that inheritance that's in store for us as promised in 1 Peter 1, verses 3 to 5. It's the, that, that explanation put to music uh, in hymn 36, which we'll sing together standing if you're able to stand.
peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.